This is the Ordained Educator Podcast, and I'm your host, Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades, I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast, you were destined to do what you're doing too. You were ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome, welcome back, Ordained Educators, for another episode. We are so excited about this episode entitled 100 Years From Now. Well, that comes from a poem called 100 Years From Now. It's a poem that I've used year after year. I love it. And it's about educators, but it can be applied and used for anyone. And it goes like this. A hundred years from now, it will not matter what my bank account was, the sort of house I lived in or the kind of car I drove. But the world may be different because I was important in the life of a child. Now, we can replace that word child with any other word because we all are making an impact on the future. And so as I've been mentoring and talking to people and engaging in social conversations with other educators across the country, I'm hearing some very alarming things. But at the same time, I'm hearing some very encouraging news. I know many of us are going through some very unsettled times. It's scary for many of us because it's not our norm. Things are revolving and changing continuously, even sometimes in a matter of the same day. It's uncomfortable because we haven't prepared for this type of long-term adjustment as educators. It's causing us to pivot in ways we haven't considered. Some recommendations are unfathomed. Our minds can't even contemplate the adjustment. But know this, you are ordained for it and you have everything within you to take on this challenge. All you have to do is learn your areas of strength and power, then confront the brutal facts of the obstacles, your pain points and other areas that are out of your control. Ultimately, the only thing we control is what we can control. So control those things that you are strong in and know and be encouraged. One definition of legacy is something such as memories or knowledge that comes from the past. Soon we will be in the future. And yes, this will be our past. So what legacy will you leave? Think about that for a minute. How are your decisions today impacting the future? On the latest Wild Wednesday episode, we discussed about being a victor and not a victim. And I shared with you a few victors. And today I want to continue that conversation and highlight them a little bit more. One of our first victors we want to highlight is Victor Emil Frankel. He was born in March of 1905. And what makes him so significant, if you don't know his story, is he was a Holocaust survivor. Now, he came from surviving all of these enduring times while he was in various Nazi concentration camps to becoming a best-selling author. He wasn't even trying to become a best-selling author. He didn't even put his name on the first book that he wrote. The first book that he wrote was called Man's Search for Meaning. He actually wrote the book over a nine-day period. In 1991, the Library of Congress noted that book as being one of the 10 most influential books in the United States. Still to this day, that book is a bestseller. It is currently even one of the top on Amazon right now. So he was phenomenal. 
Not only did he author that book, he authored over 38 other books. Why is Viktor Frankl important? Because he could have caved in, but he didn't. He died in 1997, but we will forever continue to talk about him especially in the psychology world, because he was an Austrian neurologist and psychiatrist. So he has left an indelible mark on our world. The next victor I want to highlight is actually here from the United States. His name was William Joseph Seymour. What made him significant is the fact that he was born May 2nd in 1870. So he was born right after slavery, he was African-American. He was raised in extreme poverty, but he had a calling. He was one of the most influential ministers in the Pentecostal and charismatic movements. Now, why is this significant? Because not only was this during reconstruction period that he was born, so he had many obstacles to overcome. He also had to overcome the laws and the segregation that happened even in ministry and in religion. He initiated the Azusa Street Revival that to this day, many Pentecostals still talk about. Seymour contracted smallpox and he was blinded in one of his left eyes. What's significant about that? Because it did give him a disadvantage of being able to do certain things, but he never stopped. To this day, his name is still being memorialized as one of the initiators of the Azusa Street Revival and again, the Pentecostal movement in our country. There's an estimated of 115 to 400 million Pentecostals in the United States. So it's been over 100 years and it did matter what he actually did. He made a difference in the lives of not just a child, but humanity. Marva Collins was an eminent educator. She created the Westside Preparatory School, and it was a private school, and it was built especially for impoverished African-Americans and Chicagoans. Well, Collins created this low-cost private school because she believed that low-income Black children could be taught. And she was discouraged by what was happening in the system with them and many of them being labeled learning disabled. She believed that they could learn. She applied several different methods, which at the time, and we're talking in the late 1970s, during the 80s, when things weren't as robust as they are now in education. And she was considered controversial. She had a lot of critics. And some even claimed that her work was fraudulent. It evidently was great enough to capture the eyes of many people, including the president. So she did have supporters just as well as she had distractors. But the great thing about that was, is that she used her own money, which again was unheard of at the time, to start this and kept it at a low cost. But she impacted so many until her death. She wrote many books and motivational materials that still to this day, educators go back and honor her for. She has left a legacy and she despite it odds, even though the situation wasn't the easiest. And if we want to talk about easy, oh, 
we could talk about Shannon Miller, American gymnast and Olympian. When I say someone that overcame odds, she overcame odds, but she concluded her career with seven Olympic medals. She is even now considered one of the most decorated U.S. gymnasts in our country and compared across the world. She has done some incredible, incredible exploits. She continues to do them to this day as she's written a book and she talks to people about overcoming obstacles. She was injured in 1992 and had to miss the world championship in Paris. But despite that, she won the trials and she was able to defeat her rival even in the midst of injury. Injured again, but in 1996, she won the national championship. She even went on to lead an American team that they called the Magnificent Seven to a gold medal. And they defeated the Russians the first time ever in history. So she's become an American first for so many different things, but she's also overcome obstacles and had that Olympian mind. And so right now I want to encourage you to have that Olympian mindset. You can do anything that you put your mind to. Now, again, our eyes and there are some things and obstacles in our way, but we can do this. We really can. And the last person I want to leave off with is Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, many of us know his story, but that was a story of struggle. But it also was a story of championship and defeating the odds. Nelson Mandela was a South African anti-apartheid revolutionary. He also became a political leader. But the most important thing about him was he did all of this, even despite the fact that he served 27 years in prison. Yes, 27 years in prison. All he wanted to do was to cancel out apartheid. While in jail, he was able to do some great exploits, including getting multiple law degrees. He was a lawyer before he went in and he continued to educate himself and continued to be a force and a strength for his country as well as other countries because he's influenced us here in the United States in so many different ways. He was the country's first black head of state and elected as the fully representative democratic election. Well, <laughs> he did some great things. F.W. de Klerk, who was the president preceding him, released him. But even before he released him, he tried to release him. And Mandela sent back a message and said, no, I will not be released. Now is not the time. He stood on the principle that there were some things that still needed to be done. And he could have come out, but he stood his ground. There is morals that we have to stand upon. There's things that we're doing that's greater than us. All of that resulted in him being elected in the 1994 multiracial general election. He won it and he was president of South Africa from 1994 to 1999. Mandela actually passed away in 2013. He still has a legacy here. As an educator, he's one of the people that I have children read books about all the time. And there's so many books on him. 
He's still impacting. He created a legacy. Now, all of them, it did not matter how much money was in their bank account. It did not matter what car they drove. It did not matter what all they had physically, tangibly, and monetarily. But what mattered was the fact that they impacted someone else's life, that they made a difference in the world. And again, a hundred years from now, they will keep on getting those accolades and honors because of the fact that they've done things to make a difference. Well, you might not be a Shannon Miller. You might not be Victor Frankel. You might not be Marva Collins and you might not be William Seymour. And you definitely might not even be able to touch what Nelson Mandela did. But what you can do is touch the area that you have been blessed to touch. All of us have an assignment. We've all been ordained to do what we do. This is our destiny. And you have some great exploits that you have done. You will continue to do to bless people. And 100 years from now, there will be an impact that you made in your little space. But you did it. So whether it's for a child whether it's for a young adult, whether it's for an adult, or whether it's for a cause. Know that what matters is the difference that you make. Continue to build yourself up, especially during this time. Continue to connect and network. Continue to know that there's somebody behind you, rooting you on, and being a champion in your corner. I'm that champion in your corner for you. So again, know that this is always a safe place to come, a safe place to get built up, and a safe place to be encouraged. You are amazing. You are wonderful. And you are ordained to do exactly what you do. Don't forget, coach me and I learn, challenge me and I grow, believe in me and I win. I believe that a hundred years from now, you will have left an incredible legacy. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening today. Please check our show notes for further information and do us a favor by subscribing and sharing with others. This podcast episode was brought to you by Ubuntu Press. You can find out more at www.ubuntupress.org. Ubuntu means I am because we are.